The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what time is it? Alan, it's time to hit it! Yeah! It's time for quick hits! Making it quick! Yeah, Alan, it's been a <laughs> slow news week, so we're just doing an uh, episode of Quick Hits. You ready? Ready. Alright, first quick hit. Birds of Prey movie starring Harley Quinn, Huntress, Black Canary, uh, was released. They did a 30-second... Kind of not. I wouldn't say a trailer teaser, but it's thirty seconds of the actors in their costumes, kind of like moving around real quickly. You get really quick shots of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, you see her mallet, which is very cool. A lot of fans were happy to see her mallet making an appearance. Um, you see the Huntress holding her crossbow. She seems the one out, to be the one out of most uh, out of them all to have a like costume costume mm-hmm. and you see the black canary for some reason singing into a microphone like two different scenes um you also see you mcgregor which was also always nice to see who's playing black mask but he wasn't wearing his any kind of mask or anything it was just his you know regular you mcgregor face <laughs> wearing his face yep, yep so uh, that started shooting and um i don't know we don't have a release date on it yet but looks pretty good i have a question for you do you think that with this Birds of Prey thing, is is DC trying to have one universe? Like, is this considered, or do you think they're going to they're gonna mix this all with, like, Aquaman and Wonder Woman? I don't know. I think they're going to do a soft Batman universe, maybe. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you'll see... I think you'll see the Batman characters maybe mixed between movies more than you'll see... Like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam and whomever else non-Batman that they they do movies on. Yeah, you remember because the Batman is is going to begin filming soon, and they I think they're still doing this. They are doing a Suicide Squad too with uh, James Gunn, but then rumors about that is that he's rebooting it, like almost the whole thing. Like probably not coming back most of the squad and maybe even just do kind of a not to say origin story, but I mean it actually does make sense because the squad can be any. You know whatever number of villains that the mission calls for. So, wow, okay, yeah. I think if you see DC Mingle's universe, it'll probably be like a soft mingle in the Batman universe. Gotcha. That makes sense. It does. I'm just curious to see if they're going to try and make it like one solid universe where you know, kind of like what Marvel's doing. Everyone's kind of playing in each other's movie. You know, cameos here and there, and then it just it just kind of solidifies that universe. Right, but I think it's. I think they're fearful of that now. They're gun shy because of their previous attempts to do that failed miserably. Yeah, you know. But yeah, geez, look at Aquaman. That's this is. It's it's the highest DC's highest grossing movie to date. Yeah, I mean, billions. It, it, ha- it really had no connection to the other DC universe except for the one line. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think DC's doing, you know, if Shazam hits really big, um, that's two in a row with their next one being the Joker. And we'll see what that does. But mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman coming next year. So I think I think if Shazam does really well, Warner Brothers will take that as. All right. We're, we're, we're doing something right now. Right. OK. 
Sounds good. Quick it. Quick it. Speaking of the DC Universe, boy, they are really pushing out some good things. The DC Universe app, which you actually own, they are expanding their comic book offerings. They are expanding to the like different storylines, Batman Hush, Gotham Central, Flashpoint, Infinite Crisis, Harley Quinn, Static Shock, Superman for All Seasons, and Wonder Woman. So right now, they're really pushing that comic book line. They expect by March, they're going to be doubling that. And they're going to start pushing out like DC Rebirth, 80s classic storylines. So it looks like they're really pushing this whole comic book niche of that app. Now, now have you done any of that yet with it, with your DC thing? No, because I don't really like reading. Well, I mean, I use DC Universe mostly on my TV and I would just feel weird sitting in front of my TV trying to read a comic book. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, like I have it on my iPad, but I don't really watch it that much. Right. And but I might not because these are some really, really good, like storylines they're publishing, and I'm impressed because what they have been doing is rolling out things like they, you know, they they opened it up with uh, a bunch of T Titan stuff, obviously because of the show. Yeah. And then they started putting on some Doom Patrol stuff, and of course in December, you you, you know, you had the Aquaman and and a lot of Wonder Woman stuff because of you know the last year's movie. Um, but yeah, now they're really opening it up and you're like, you know, all those stories, all those titles you just read, it's pretty impressive. And they're also opening the new Batman Adventures, which is the last official season of the uh, Batman animated from back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's the season where Robin becomes Nightwing. Right. And so I'll be watching that season. And they're also coming uh, with The Batman, which I think ran for like four years. I didn't watch The Batman, but it was supposed to be a pretty decent cartoon. Yeah. So, yeah, they're doing they're doing some good things. I mean, they've had, they've had the Superman movies up, you know, the old Wonder Woman show. You know, it, how long before, remember Isis and Shazam? Oh, yeah. You know, I would, I would expect to see that, especially with the Shazam movie coming out. Whoa. Um, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Yeah, see, it's, it's, they're going to get you, Alan. They're slowly going to get you <laughs> to do it. And I'm thinking, you know, we did a report a couple of weeks ago about the um, the decline of, of sales in comics in general. Yeah. I mean, does does DC lose a lot of money if they, let's say they charge $5 extra a month, but every week you get the new comics on DC Online? Hmm. Don't, I mean, wouldn't subscriber, I mean, don't you think subscriber money would, like, jump and... Well, I mean, but like what you just said, do I mean, and I'm I'm reading this article here and I'm wondering, you know, this is fantastic. You got this digital online library that's that's attached to your monthly subscription of was it seven ninety nine a month and and you yourself haven't used that part of that app yet. You know, it's like even myself, I'm thinking, would I read a comic book? Like, just like you said, would I do that? You know, would that would that intrigue me to say, okay, there's a new release I'm gonna read it on, on my TV. In, oh wait, is there is there a DC app that you can use on your phone or no? Yeah, yeah, I have it on my phone, on my iPad, on my um, TV. Mm. I wonder if I, I wonder if I can have it on my desktop. I might, you know, if they have it for the desktop, I might read the comics. Okay, but it's funny because we just did a show on best comic stories, and I immediately when we when we ended it, I went to find my. Uh, crisis on infinite earths and i started yeah. rereading it um but if i had it digitally i would just popped it right open you know yeah I, I i mean i obviously didn't even think to look on dc or something it might even be there and i don't even know so you're asking if they were to bump up the price would it be worth having new releases on this app if it would be worth it right what if new comic book day became going home and turning on your tv hmm? wow <laughs> 
and you get everything they publish. How about they don't bump the price and keep it at seven ninety nine a month? Well, <laughs> they gotta they gotta make some of the money back somehow. Yeah, I just think that would I think that would draw on a lot of people. It may, but there is a difference. Owning the the hard copy in your hands, there's something really nice about that, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. This, I mean, we're breaking new grounds in regards to how medium is getting pushed out there. You know, uh, having this TV app thing. Well, it's, it is pretty interesting. Yeah, and they're also saying that Titans and Young Justice are ratings bonanzas for them. I can see it with Young Justice because I'm really enjoying the Young Justice. Right. I mean, you know my thoughts on Titans, but I can see people liking it or whatever. Sure. Yep. So well, maybe it's, it's a gamble it paid off for. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Quick it. Quick it. Going to puberty. <laughs> All right, Peter. <laughs> Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music. Holla. How is it? I guess it's filming because they're saying it's coming out at Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Are you, are you excited? Am I excited? Wait, wait. Time out. What? You say holla. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We reported this a while back. If if it was going to happen, remember that there was even right. a, a teaser pic of Keanu Reeves and the other guy's name, uh, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Yeah. So it is happening. I mean, am I excited? Yeah. Depends on the ratings. I mean, like, geez, when was the last time we saw Bill and Ted? A, a, over a decade ago. Honey. God, no, like '89 or something. Yeah, like I mean, it's a long time. I mean, will will kids today years. get it? You know, like if they never watch the original too will the i mean i mean you're really relying on this whole nostalgia f- factor on it but i don't have any nostalgic feelings for this movie at all but if it's oh, good okay. great. yeah good great if it's good why not i hear you i hear you here all right i hear you <laughs> all right click it click it uh it february is around the corner here and black panther will be screened for free uh huh. On February first, go out there and check it out. So if you go to, let's see, it is called Disney Ticket. I'm sorry, WeTicket.com. Go to Black Panther. You can claim your free movie ticket to watch Black Panther. So check it out. Wait, what? We could just go and say, "Hey, I want a ticket." You got to go to that website. Oh. Yeah. So you have to. Um, Claim that ticket first and uh, get your movie ticket and watch Black Panther. Dude, it's on Netflix right now. Oh, so that's a no. I mean, (laughs) yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'm not going to watch it again. (laughs) No, I'm not going to watch it But it's a nice gimmick, right? It's a nice gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's free. Shoot, why not? Sure, why not? Turn down a free movie. Especially a good movie. I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. Cricket. Cricket. All right. Speaking of movies, which we're going to be doing a lot of today, uh, I have some box office numbers for the weekend. Nice. All right. So uh, just sticking with the geek-related movies. Glass came in number one again for the weekend with a weekend gross of $18.8 million. Wow. Number one was 18.8? Yeah. It was a week weekend. That's a week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But... The 18.8 pushes its domestic up to 76.6 and its foreign up to 89.4, making it worldwide uh, $166 million. So, yeah, maybe it's not performing the way people they thought it would, but I'm pretty sure M. Knight is happy with his $20 million investment with a return of 166 thus far. Yeah, that's a win for now, him. 
Okay, so that's Glass. Aquaman, as you stated before, has become the number one money-making DC movie of all time, right? Yes. Uh, its domestic is up to $317.7 million. Its foreign is at $775.2 million, making a worldwide $1.1 billion. <laughs> Why make trillions when we could make billions? Yeah, you know, I have to do like a Doctor Evil. Did it say uh, what it what it ranked this over the weekend? Was it? Yeah, it was number three. Made seven point two million. What? I know, right? That's insane. And what was number two? Spider. Uh, two was the Upside with uh, the Kevin Hart movie. Oh no, kidding! Eleven point nine. All right. And Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was number five with six point one million for a domestic total of one hundred and seventy million. Four and 170 million. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. It's pretty weird. It's uh, performing equally, but with domestically affording for a total. This is for Into the Spider-Verse for $340 million. Wow. That's pretty cool. Go figure. Uh, uh, did it say uh, The Kid Who Would Be King? What, what that came in? At? Yes. Kid Who Would Be King came in number four. It was the opening weekend. Okay. It made $7.1 million. <laughs> Okay. Which I don't know. Is that bad? I don't know. Eh. It's a kid. Well, it doesn't tell us what it costs to make, but yeah. Two bucks, probably. Jeez. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Quick, Quick hit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of more movie news, Sony has the release dates of Ghostbusters 3. It is premiering July 10th, 2020. Believe it or not, there are pictures online of Bill Murray wearing his jumpsuit with his proton pack on him. And I had no idea they actually started filming this thing. I thought this was just like pre-production stuff, but he's out there. Yeah, like how how did they keep this secret so long? Because <laughs> we just heard about it a week or two ago, right? Yeah, well, we're not in Hollywood, so <laughs> we get all our information off the internet, so. Yeah, but we, we, we know who's dating who, who's cheating on who, <laughs> well, like how did... How did how did the paparazzi or whomever does this not know? Yeah, I don't know. I'll see if I can find that picture again. But I was like, whoa, holy smokes. Bill Murray's in his outfit already. Yeah, if you find a post on Instagram. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. So again, that's July 10th, 2020. And shortly after that, a few weeks later, is going to be the Spider-Man spinoff Morbius, the living vampire. That is coming out July 31st, 2020. Do you think this is going to do well just like Venom? This is like another uh, secondary Spider-Man thingy. But this this guy's a little bit more obscure. Yeah, it's a little weird, too, because it's it's going to be Jared Leto. So, you know, he's going to do some weird, you know, sending dead rats to his <laughs> castmates things. Right. Um, and actually, I, another casting news for that movie is Matt Smith, who played the... 11th Doctor? I'm going to get yelled at by the Doctor Who fans if I'm wrong. Okay. But pretty much one of the mo- most recent um, fa- uh, favorite Doctors is going to be in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we have Venom, which did great. Now we have the Joker coming out this year. We'll see how that does. And then you got Mobius. So you have these villains getting movies for some reason. So different, uh, right? I mean, this is like a, a very different than what, what we're used to versus the little bits of heroes we're, we've been getting. We're getting these Venoms, we're getting these anti-heroes. These, you know, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, can't believe how well Venom think, did. Yeah, and I think you know Venom had no Spider-Man. I don't think the Batman's going to show up in Joker, and I doubt you'll see Spider-Man in Mobius. So it's it, it's a weird turn. <laughs> it, but it really is. Yeah, very risky. I, yeah, and for a midsummer opening July, that's prime time real estate. 
So they must have a lot of faith in the script from the movie. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Quick it. <laughs> Going back to the Black Panther, Alan, it, over the weekend it won uh, the uh, Best Performance by a Cast Award. That's a Screen Actor Guild Awards. And um, that bodes well for it. It was nominated, we reported last week, it's nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Um, it was shut out to Golden Globes. I mean, it might have won a, a technical award, but I didn't pay attention. But it was shut out of any in the major awards at the Golden Globes. But now it won the SAG Award. So people think that kind of ups its chances for winning Best Picture at the Oscars. Hmm. Well, good for Black Panther. Yeah, I thought it was a good ensemble. I thought all the actors were great. So. Okay. Yeah, we'll see when Oscar rolls around. Yes, sir. All right. Quick it. Quick it. Alan. What? What are you doing, buddy? What's up? Uh, the WB is rumored to be um, in production of a Funko Pops movie. Question. Probably answer. <laughs> is there, there is Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> is there does Funko have like a like a mascot of some sort? Like, is there like the one Funko that represents them all? Yeah, his they call him Freddy Funko. To oh. me, he looks like Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like he's like this redheaded, freckled dude. Yeah. Um, his name's Freddie Funko, and I would think he would be one of the main people. The thing is this: it's a WB movie, and they're saying like they're gonna have Hellboy, Darth Vader, like all these other people from different properties in there. So I don't know how that works because I mean it works for a Lego movie, right? Because they have a lot of different people from different properties. Yeah, Ready so, Player One was oh. kind of the same thing. Yeah, that's true too. So, maybe, but I mean, would would Disney lend like their Star Wars and Marvel characters to, to the WB for a movie? But again, so I mean, you're assuming Funko is going to be like the Lego movie or the upcoming Playmobil movie, yeah. which I guess is where they're starting to the trend of all these toys getting movies now. By the way, right? Still haven't seen the decent GI Joe, but yeah. So, I, I it'd be very interesting. I'm intrigued. I, I I don't know if I'd, I'd probably go see a Funko movie. Okay, one more question. But then it's like Inception because because Funko makes pops out of current movies. So will, will there be Funko pops of the Funko pops in the Funko pop movie? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It blew my own mind, dude. Hold on. <laughs> question. Funko. Is Funko still on the rise? From from your point of view, you're a collector. You, you know the value of these things. Are we at the pinnacle? Are we, are we going down? What, what's going on with Funko? It's hard for me to judge because I never ingratiated myself into the community. Like I never, as as hard as I collected a couple of years ago, like really, like buying everything I want, you know, that I saw. Yeah. I never really like I wouldn't go on forums or anything like that. I like I would follow pages, but just to see what was coming out. I never really interacted with other Funko fans, except for the occasional trade night. Right. But this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the popularity growing. Which is the reason why I'm getting what? out of it, huh? You think it's going up? I think it's growing because it's it's getting really impossible to find anything, and that's the only way I'm judging it by. Because you mean the collector, I, like the hard to find things, are well, becoming like, really hard to find. And it also depends on where you live, but like Target exclusives are non-existent. Like I haven't seen a Target exclusive in who knows how long. Um, same thing. With, I used to be able to walk into Walgreens and get any any Walgreens exclusive I wanted. Now I can't find anything. Wow. 
Wow. It's a big, yeah. And then also online, the Funko Shop online, they do specials twice a week. I actually somehow last week was able to get a um, Colonel Sanders, which I can't wait to get in the mail. So yeah, it's been really, really difficult to get anything that's really popular. I'll give you a great example. A common is John McClain from Die Hard. I haven't seen him in the stores. He's not online. I can't find him anywhere. Wow. But it's a common. Yeah, he's a common. So that might be one that just might be hard to get. So because so many more people are out there, and I think part of that is the speculation part of it. People mm-hmm. are buying to resell. Yes. It's it's for me. I'm not blaming anybody, but it's it's kind of ruined the hobby for me. Interesting. Very because interesting. Because it's the joy. If you watch, uh, I did, I put a YouTube unboxing video up today. If you watch it, I'll, I mentioned some Star Wars Black series that I found yeah. today. And I remarked about, you know, I was just, you know, when, when you're in a Target, when you're you're, when you're a collector of things and you're in the Target or Walmart, you always go down the toy aisles, even if you're not looking for anything. Yeah. So as you go down the toy aisle and you see something that you're waiting to come out, you didn't know it was out yet or whatever, that moment is – that's almost like the high you're chasing. And I used to get that with the Funkos, you know, and I don't get that anymore. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, so the movie is uh, supposed to come out. We'll see. Maybe, maybe start production sometime this year okay. for 2020. 2020 seems to be shaping up to be a big year. Well, it's exciting. You know, this whole Funko thing blew my mind. I mean, I can't believe how big it is. Yeah. And it kind of it took a while, too, because they've been out for a while. Mm-hmm. You've been for a long time. Right. And I and people ask me, like, why you like them? I couldn't even tell you why. I mean, I can tell you why I like the Black Series, because I'm a Star Wars fan. Right. They're, they're better bigger renditions of the toys I had as a kid you know it just you know it brings back that nostalgia maybe that's what Funko does too because they, they trade heavy on nostalgia some of their most popular stuff are a lot of the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons yeah and and these ad icons are insane uh, out of my top 10 most valuable at least five of them are ad icons and what that means is my Tony the Tiger my Lucky the Leprechaun my Coco Puffs Bird Sunny and my Toucan Sam you know, people are loving the ad icons. Jollibee has one. She's uh, it's so expensive. Jollibee has get, a Funko. Yeah, because you can only get it in the Philippines or I don't know if they sell them. I know there's some Jollibeans in the United States, so I don't know if they sell them there, but I'm pretty sure you can only get the Jollibee one in the Philippines. And I was like, how do I who do I know in the Philippines? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, just things like that. But every yeah, yeah, Jollibee's got one and. Look, you even said you you even bought one independently a couple of weeks ago. No, I was just about to curse you out. I got one. I was down in. Uh, my fault. No, no, I, I know. I was down. No, you know what got me is my coworker got me Funko because it mimicked our Nerd and Me logo. And, you know, I was in the hotel and then I see this exclusive thing at. I forgot the store I was at. Anyway, it had. It was a Funko Superman and he's flying. I'm like, oh, wow, that is so cool. And my wife is like, what are you doing? She's like, you don't buy those things. I'm like, I don't know, but I must own this thing. And, and I started. I remember texting you, like, John, look what I got. And you're like, oh, you're in trouble now. And, Alan, and- I guarantee you, if I was able to get my hands on an Indiana Jones for you like I had planned, yeah. you'd be collecting right now. Like, like two, three years ago when I got my Indiana Jones, right. you'd be collecting. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know why I wanted it. Right. It's 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 weird. You don't know why. Dude, I told the story. I was good with three. I had my Nightwing. I had my Luke Jedi and I had my Captain America. I had my DC, my Marvel, my Star Wars. I was good. And then I was with Pete at a bookstore and we saw <laughs> Doc Brown and Marty. And we're like, all right, let's pick those up. We're, we're both Back to the Future fans. And that was the end of it for me. I just kept going. I just got 1000 pops later. 
Yeah. Well, I've been selling. I've been I've been getting rid of them. I've been selling them. So all right, um, nine hundred. Now I'm down like nine hundred ninety-five. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Funko. So, oh, you know I'm down when the Office one comes out, though. I know that. That's it's just, dude. Be careful. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Thank you. I'm telling you. All right. Thanks for the uh, prison. Prison Mike's going to put me over the top, especially if he's like a chase <laughs> or an exclusive. Yeah, right. If I got to run, run around going crazy for prison Mike, and it's just going to be regular Michael with a bandana on. <laughs> but that's awesome. I need that. I know. Right. Okay. The Dementors are going to get you. <laughs> All right. Quick hit. That was a long one. That was a, that was a not so quick hit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Michael B. Jordan is rumored to be in Black Panther 2. What? Black Panther. Yeah. Well, uh, he played Killmonger. He died in Black Panther once. For Allegedly. Allegedly. So um, doesn't that take? I mean, if he comes back and the story's going forward, don't, don't you think that takes away his death? I mean, like, I mean, he had a nice moment at the end. You know, hey, I can save you. He's like, no, 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 don't save me. Right? I mean, that yeah. was that was a good death scene for him. Yeah. What did he say? I'm not going to die in chains like my ancestors or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so um, it was a good death. Oh, it could be a flashback. Could be who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Well, then it brings up the bigger question: Is Endgame going to bring back people that have died? Like we know they're going to. We're assuming they're going to bring most of the people that were snapped away, but will other people that died before the snap? Mm. You know, like Loki, like Loki, Killmonger, these these heroes that have um, really made a name for themselves. I, I'm not going. to That would be epic to see characters you probably would never I mean, that you haven't seen in a long long time and they pop up you know right i mean that would be that would be epic i mean like to see hey. Sharon carter come back at least i mean the, the, oh peggy oh i'm sorry right, peggy and sharon too yeah. yeah both of them did um i don't remember did whiplash die did he die huh i don't know yeah, i don't i I, I, I want to say no because the both iron man were they were kicking his butt i don't think that he died though he got electrocuted didn't he isn't that what happened i don't remember all right time to rewatch my my gut is saying no because this was an iron man movie right yeah that's my that's true too well obadiah died oh be nice if he came back yeah yeah i just love jeff bridges right okay all right quick quick. alan yes (laughs) this sunday is the big game i don't know if i'm allowed to say the super because <laughs> they don't say it on the radio, so I'm just going to say the big game is this weekend. Hey. And along with the big game, usually comes big commercials. And among them are usually trailers. So the internet's a buzz about what trailers we will be seeing. We're almost guaranteed not to see a Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Guaranteed not? Not to. Almost guaranteed not to. Yeah. What? Why not? Unless Disney's really keeping it close to their best. What we will see is a Hobbs and Shaw which is a spinoff of the Fast and Furious, The Rock and Jason Statham. It's rumored that we're also going to see a new trailer for Dark Phoenix, maybe a new Shazam, all the Disney properties, uh, Aladdin, Dumbo, Toy Story 4. We might see some new versions of those trailers come out. Right. Quick hit. Melon. Yeah. Starship Troopers is in development to be a TV show. With talks of the original cast coming back to reprise their roles, even though the story takes place 30 years later. Did you like and did you enjoy Starship Troopers? Did I? Uh, nah, I, I don't know. I mean, that one has a big following, it seems like. I mean, it almost seems like it's 
It's a big cult file. It, it, right. It, that's exactly. It. I mean, people talk about. It. I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I mean, it didn't do it for me, but I, it's, I'll tell you what. It's an enjoyable watch. Teaser alert: We're doing a show on famous movie battles, and as I was researching it, it came up on a lot of people's lists as the, the one big bug battle in there. It did. Um, you know what? My I we brought this up to my coworkers, and he brought that movie up too. I'm like, what? I mean, like, I'm, I said, hey, man, you do realize we're doing the top. I'm, my list is going as Jonathan's list, and that's what you want me to say? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I think I have to rewatch this one again. It's a respectable battle scene. You know, I mean, it's not on my list, but I didn't look at him like, oh, that's crazy. I looked at him like, well, I wouldn't put it on my list. But yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good battle scene. And it's, it's just subversive about, you know, fascism and all this other stuff and you know people like it so i think the tv show will we'll kind of lean into that some more and you know casper van dean has been seen since i think so yeah it's not even his name van dean i don't know his name is is it wise yeah. to bring back the original cast for a movie that came out a long time ago that no one really cares about okay uh, probably some not, people care about it okay but yeah, yeah do you need the yeah. original cast i i don't think so right. yeah but, you know, we're not, there's a reason we're not in Hollywood, Adam. <laughs> what do we know? Freaking Venom. <laughs> <laughs> you brought back Venom. Uh, all right. All right. Wicked, wicked. Hey, Jonathan, I saw a movie this weekend. What? What? So, it was actually one of the movies I brought up on movies I was looking forward to, which was, we dropped that last December, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. your show. <laughs> Boy, what? And, I, and I, I mentioned that because I saw the trailer of that movie. Boy, that was a mistake. No, it wasn't. It was, if I was five, maybe I'd like that movie. B- but it just wasn't made for me. Louis Armstrong, I'm sorry, Louis Ashburn Circus, son of <laughs> Andy Circus. Wait, you don't mean the great jazz trumpeter <laughs> Louis Armstrong? It was a weird movie. I couldn't understand it. He wasn't it. the kid who would be king. <laughs> no wonder why the movie stank. Yeah. This is talking funny. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Patrick Stewart. They're all in it. Very, very, very kid movie. So I sat through it. I, you know, I said I was going to watch it, and I watched it. Oh, I got a little story on the side. Brought my daughter with me. You know, she fell asleep. Hold on, she, she she fell asleep halfway through. She told me she woke up again and she was very upset. I said, "Why were you upset?" She says, "Because I thought when I woke so up the movie would be over." <laughs> she says, "And I tried to go back to sleep and I couldn't go back to sleep." And the wizard's neck was very very long. Why is his neck very very long? I said, I, "I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was going to be good." So if you're five, maybe you'd like it. If not, it, it's a pass. Now, my niece does this to me sometimes, and obviously a niece is different than a daughter. I mean, you're raising this girl. Yeah. Did she ever look at him like, why? <laughs> uh, she gave me that why kind of look, choose? but yeah. yeah. Yeah, my niece gives that to me. She's well. a sport, though. So I think I think you were the first one to have one of your looking forward to's come out. Oh, okay. And since we both didn't do well last year, what we were looking forward to, <laughs> this is not starting the year off. Although... <laughs> To be fair, I'm pretty sure I, I don't remember my exact list. But I'm pretty sure my Black Series figures were all there, mm. and I'm very happy with the two I purchased today. Now, there all the go. ones I want didn't come out yet, but okay. the first two came out, and I'm happy with them. So we might be one for one for the year. <laughs> there you go. And, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to drop some truth bombs on you right now. Yeah. When you told me you were putting that on your list, and I watched the trailer for it, yeah, I was literally like, "What is wrong with him?" No, I know. 
I know. You came back so excited about this movie. From I thought whatever. it was cool. I never heard. Yeah, look, look, yeah. Yeah, look for me. You know, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Hey, I, I own up to my mistakes. Let me ask you this. Would, would no, no, no. Don't ask. 13-year-old you like the movie? No. It's a 10-year-old you. Five. I said five. Wow, really? Just five-year-old you? Five, five. I mean, we're talking like when you're five. And I don't mean insult the five-year-olds out there. <laughs> it, it, it's a brainless movie. It's just, I mean, like, if you're thinking of, like, the lore of of King Arthur, right. uh, n- nothing. N- there's nothing redeemable about, like, oh, wow, this is like a King Arthur thing. Patrick Stewart couldn't, couldn't say this movie. Rebecca Ferguson could not say this movie. I think, I think when I saw Rebecca Ferguson, because I'm off this Mission Possible high, I mean, I, I was one of my, oh, hey, look, Rebecca's in it, you know, so I thought it would be a good thing. No, there's just nothing redeemable about, about this movie. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, man, this sucks. It was just like, yeah, it wasn't made for me. It was very, very kid. This could have easily been like a, a Disney TV, Netflix kind of thing. Right. That no one watches. You know, well, the thing is, I think I think nowadays we with the kids' movies, they kind of geared them toward adults. Because like, look at Lego and yeah. You know what it is? I'm I'm thinking when I first got my movie pass, a movie didn't come out that I wanted to see. I'm like, I really want to use this, and I went to go see Ninjago or Ninjago. Yeah. Thinking it'd be like the Lego movie. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was it was a total kids' movie, and I fell asleep in it. <laughs> and I remember telling you, I'm like, ah, I don't feel bad I fell asleep because I technically didn't really pay for it because I had my movie pass. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, you know, I think I think we're so trained that kids' movies are like subvertedly adult movies too. Like there'll be jokes in it for us that when one comes out that's a pure kids' movie, we're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you know, I'm not going to lie. The whole, the only reason why I saw this was it, it gave me feelings of Chronicles of Narnia, Narnia, right? The Narnia movies. Right, those are good. They're good, yeah. I, was, I mean, that, that first one was fantastic. Like, oh, wow, is it something like this? And if it was, that's a win. No, it's not like this. I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, at least our, our demographic of five-year-olds, you're recommending it to them, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, go see a five-year-olds. <laughs> Maybe not. And Alan, Alan wasn't, no, nothing, he wasn't talking down to you. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm saying no, no. you're five. We love our five-year-old listeners. Yeah. Thus ends Quick Kits, and here's Alan with another board game review. Hey, Alan. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up? Okay. What's up? <laughs> oh, that's so weak. Uh, you guys are really getting bad at this. It's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was really excited last week we that we talked about Munchkin, and so this week I told you I was going to talk about Dominion. All right. Dominion is a really original mechanic that came out called deck building. Not really original. They, they built on an idea. But essentially what it is, I call it ABC mechanic. You A, do an action, B, buy, and then C, clean up, redeal yourself new cards. Essentially what you're doing is you have a, de- have a hand of five cards. You do some sort of an action. Then you can buy the cards that are laying out on the table. And then you discard your hand and the cards you buy. Put it in your discard pile. Deal yourself five more cards. And then it's that's the end of your turn. That's the whole mechanic throughout the whole game. And what you're doing is you're building cards. The cards have things on it like it gives you extra money or an extra buy 
ally or an extra action to be able to continue to build your deck. The objective is, is that you have land cards that you're trying to buy, and those are your victory points to win at the end of the game. So there was like, I think there's like a fate, providence, and a duchy or something like that, that you're trying to purchase for victory points at the end of the game. This one plays just as good with two as it does with four because you're you're really not battling each other. You do have a couple of poke in the eyes because you can throw out a militia and make people discard down, but for the most part, almost a solitaire game where you're deck building, but you're trying to beat the other players to uh, get the in-game condition, which is, um, I think it's whoever has the most estates at the end. What's the runtime in this game? Like, how long will this, like, around um, last? This rascal can last a little while. This could be a good 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. Um, this might be about 10 and above. Okay. Um, might, might even be 13 and above. Just because of the complexity of being able to figure out from your hand what you have, how to buy, how to pick the right cards that are down, and continually building your deck so that when you have used your active deck, you mix up the deck that you you've been building due to the buys. Wow, did that sound right? Mix it up and you re-deal cards to your hand. No, I'm not on drugs, but it probably would help right now. (laughs) Well, Dominion's (laughs) out been for a while because I've heard of this game and the way you describe it, it, it's not like Magic the Gathering. No, this is buying cards that are already that are down face up, and you buy them uh, with the cards that you have in your hand by oh. cl- by picking up money. I see. So, like I said, this is very new. This is a very kind of very original game. They've reskinned it several times with other ideas and new cards in it. Get them all because they're ju- it's just a fantastic game. I, I knew a family that loved the game so much they actually cut out the cards and put them on poker chips and played the game that way because the cards would get so moth eaten because they played it so much. Wow. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I like that idea. That was a good idea. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's this is a definitely a fun game for family. Definitely good to play at the at the dinner table and as well. Awesome. Yeah, sounds so, cool. you know what? In my last discussion, I thought I would lead into something new. Okay? Our last discussion, we talked at, about Munchkin. Right. And I couldn't remember the, the author, uh, Keith Baker. And Keith Baker did uh, a card game called Gloom, which I want to talk to you about the next time. Okay. And the reason is, is I brought that up is because it was actually one of the themes that came up in Munchkin. Keith Baker is known for writing uh, a completely different world in D&D called Eberron, which you may, for those that are online gamers would probably know that theme from the online D&D game. But Keith Baker put out a, a game called gloom and it is basically you're trying to kill your family and cheer up your neighbor at the same time wow so yeah it's a great family game you're trying to kill your family <laughs> okay and uh, and what you do is you you try to kill them and you put, you get put down negative marks but your opponents start try to cheer your family up so they don't die it's very twisted but it's hilarious sounds bizarre <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any anything you want to plug, Ellen? Any upcoming appearances, or uh, you have a podcast, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't have any upcoming appearances just yet. I'm, I'm working on a couple of avenues that I'll probably announce the next time. But I do have a podcast of my own where I'm going through on a quest throughout Pittsburgh to find out where people are playing board games, as well as I'm going to start posting our, our RPG that we're going to be doing online. So. 
and that is also to be determined. But uh, but I have my players lined up, so this will be a lot of fun. I'm planning on either releasing it out on YouTube or Patreon for people to be able to actually watch the game play. Awesome. So. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks right. so much. I love the show. Thanks, Alan. Talk Thanks, to you next Alan. time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thus ends board game reviews, and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. And this is Jonathan saying, you stay classy wherever you are. Whatever.